So today we have an important study. It's important because many of our people are still caught up in the traditions of men. We find it very difficult uh, for us to tear ourselves away from the paganism of this world. And unfortunately, the celebration of Thanksgiving in the minds of the whole world is a righteous thing. Because the world has made it to appear righteous. The Bible says that even Satan himself will appear as an angel of light. And so we need to be mindful of this. We already know and has proven time and time again that the Most High already established his festivities. But for some reason or the other, our people fail to get that understanding. They go to the pastors. Pastor, what, what, you know, should we do this? Oh, that's done away with. In the Bible it says, the Most High said to do it, but you can't find Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, or none of those uh, pagan holidays in the Bible. But yet the pastors are pushing that it's okay to do. And pushing that the Most High's precepts is not okay to do. Now, if your pastor has the keys to resurrection, follow your pastors. But I'm no fool. If you notice up on the screen, it says, If you celebrate Thanksgiving, then you are the real turkey. You are the real turkey. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, Mishpaka, your head is going to be on a chopping block. Sirach 12 and 10 gives us an understanding. We'll look at that later on. But it's interesting when you look at the word pilgrim, and you break that into two. You have a pill, and from that pill, you have a lot of grim that comes from it. That pill drives you to insanity. And these pilgrims, since they came, they have gobbled up everything. Everything that they touch, they have taken away. Let's go to our next slide. You know what is interesting is that um, there is a memorial that the world wants us to never forget. It's the Holocaust Memorial. Is that correct? And they want us to always remember what the Nazis did. They want us to remember the Holocaust, the slaughter of those people, the Jewish people. Every year, there's a memorial. Every year. Remember the Holocaust. They play in the movies. Schindler's List, the World War II movies, uh, Anne Frank, and you name it. They play those movies over and over every year to remember the Holocaust, the crimes that was committed against human beings, right? But do we have a memorial to remember the crimes committed against our people in this country? Do we? We don't. We don't have a memorial. Now, 
If we ask and say, uh, why can't we have um, a holiday or even just advertise it everywhere of the atrocities done to people who were taken on ships and brought over to this country and enslaved and those that were already here taken on ships also, which we will see, and brought different places and enslaved, okay? If you bring that to the uh, Congress to write a, a law or bill or make a holiday, that's going to be a problem. When it comes to this right here, monies are raised, candles are lit, and all kinds of things happen. But for our people, we get nothing. So something is definitely wrong. Let's go to our next slide. There are two kinds of histories. There's one that is told as an image or perception, a mirage. And there's another one that is a true reflection of what's, what has happened. Two different histories. One that is made up and one that is true. The world is following one that has been made up. When you peel the layers, when you go behind the scenes, historically speaking, a lot of atrocities and wickedness is revealed, is uncovered. Are we truly honoring the wicked? That's the question that you need to ask yourself. Because when you get together and you say, pass me the cranberry sauce, pass me the dressing, pass me this and pass me that, you don't realize that you are honoring crimes against your own family. Crimes against humanity. You don't know these things because it is covered up with all the fanfare, the food, music, lights, you name it. Do you think that the Jewish people would like to see that the world has covered up the true history of the Holocaust? No. Do you think that they will be happy if people celebrate them being thrown into ovens, gas chambers? No. Do you think they'll be happy for music and everything else to go out into public, for textbooks to be written to celebrate Hitler and what he had achieved? No. So why are we honoring <coughs> wickedness? That's the question. It was said, those who do not learn from history are doomed to what? Repeat it. Who can resist the allure of Babylon? Because from time to time we have brothers and sisters asking about the celebration of these days. Should we keep it? But if you really sit quietly and you think about it, if your family was tortured, burnt, raped, or whatever it is, would you love someone would you love the pastor? Would you love anyone to raise up a celebration in honor of what crimes that they committed? No. If you didn't know the truth and you were celebrating something and you realize, imagine someone puts a plate of food on, your, on a table and you're eating it. And then you realize that you're eating a dog. You're eating something unclean. In the middle of that knowledge, you're going to throw up. You're going to feel really bad about what has happened to you. And you'll hate what the person has done to you. 
Revelation chapter 18. Let's pick it up at verses 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. Uh-huh. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, saying Babylon the great. Babylon is, is very great, you know. Read. Is fallen, is fallen. And her time is come. And is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Go ahead. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, uh-huh. and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are wax rich. Through the abundance of her delicacies. Now after the Halloween celebration has passed, you're going to find a lot of people run into the stores to purchase and get different things for Thanksgiving celebration. And millions and billions of dollars will be spent, okay, just for this so-called holy day. There will be games, football games that will be played. And a lot of people will have a drumstick in one hand and a television remote in another to celebrate, okay, the destruction of a people. Verses 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying. So heaven is speaking against the crimes that is done by Babylon the Great. Read. Come out of her, my people. So there is a people that belongs to the Most High, that the Most High is pleading through his angels, saying, Come out from her, my people. Read. That he be not partakers of her sins. Don't partake of the system of this world's sins. Now, how difficult is that? Do you love your husband, your children, your grandmother, your boss, and all these people more than the Most High? And I keep saying it over and over. If you have to think about it, then you might as well just go and keep the holiday and just leave the Most High alone. Because he doesn't, the Most High doesn't need someone who continually leaves him and go with another. He doesn't need that. Do you want a relationship like that? Imagine your boss seeing you punch the clock, come into work, and leave and go work uh, for his competition. Your boss will be upset. He'll fire you. Right? Imagine a relationship where the wife or the husband leaves and go with another person. You'll be furious, right? So why do we question when the Most High never gave us instructions to keep these holidays? Read on. Come out of her, my people, that uh -huh. you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. So there will be plagues, Mishpaka, that will come upon this earth. Let's continue on. Verses 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven. Uh-huh. And Yahuwah have remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. Read. Double unto her according to her works. Now imagine, the cr when we look at the crimes, and this is only just a little bit of information. When we look at the crimes committed against the Most High's people... You can't tell me about turn the other cheek philosophy. 
because that's not going to work to the most high. He says to reward them double. Mm -hmm. So if they killed our people, they must be killed twice. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read. Double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she have filled, filled to her double. Uh -huh. How much she have glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. And some people believe that Babylon is just one person sitting somewhere. It's a system of people. It's a whole slew of people that makes the system of Babylon. Right? Continue on. For she saith in her heart, uh -huh. I sit a queen. I am a queen. And I'm no widow. I'm not a widow. And shall see no sorrow. Mm-hmm. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burnt with fire, for strong is Yahweh Elohim who judgeth her. So she's a woman who's married to a whole bunch of dudes. Flip side of Israel. A woman with a lot of different men. That's not Israel's way. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her uh -huh. and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Because they love what she brings. And then you can see how the famous picture here tattoos all, all over her. The scars of the atrocities that she has committed all over this earth. Verses 10. Standing afar off for her fear of her torment, uh -huh. saying, Alas, alas, that great city, that mighty city, for in one hour is her judgment come, mm -hmm. and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth her merchandise any more. No more turkey and cranberry sauce, read. Her merchandise of gold uh -huh. and silver. And precious stones. All your silverware and all the decorations of your home. Read. And of pearls uh -huh. and of fine linen and purple mm -hmm. and silk and scarlet and all fine wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood uh -huh. and of brass and iron, iron. and marble mm -hmm. and cinnamon mm -hmm. and odors and ointments and frankincense and mm -hmm. wine and oil. And find flour and wheat and beast and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. So, slaves and the souls of men. She has had control over men's lives for far too long. Especially the house of Israel. And the Most High says it's time. Mm -hmm. I got to reward her for the crimes that she has committed against Israel. Let's continue on. So is this just about Turkey? Is this just about family? Is this just about fun? Is that what we think? We're just going to come together. I don't see anything wrong with that. We're going to pray to the Most High. There's nothing wrong with that. The family's going to come together and just have a great time and crack some jokes and watch some sports. And it's a fun thing. Nothing wrong with that. Well, this article put out in the Huffington Post gives us a little proof, just a little modern proof of the crimes committed in the past. It says the truth about Thanksgiving, what they never thought you in what? In school. Now, think about that carefully. 
We go to school together, receive an education. But what are they teaching you? They're teaching you a dream, Mishpaka. Can you read for me? According to Robert Jensen, a professor at the University of Texas at, at Austin, uh-huh. the real origin of Thanksgiving, so proclaimed in 1637 by Massachusetts Bay Governor John Winthrop, was in gratitude for God's destruction of the defenseless Paco village. Thereafter, massacres of the Indians were routinely followed by days of thanksgiving. So let's look at that again. According to Robert Jensen, a professor at the University of Austin, the real origins of thanksgiving that was proclaimed by the governor of Massachusetts back in 1637 was in gratitude. They're thanking the Most High for the destructions of people, innocent people, people who brought them food and water, who took care of them, give them shelter, help them out, keep them alive during the winter time. It was in gratitude for the destruction of the Pequa Indians. The massacres of the Indians were routinely followed by days of thanksgiving. Now, because we're in a slave society, they don't want us to uh, keep days of thanksgiving. They just want one. That's it. Okay? And this is the professor right here, Robert Jensen. So you can get a visual. I didn't make this stuff up. Now, for those of you who have a family member with doubts, I would suggest let them watch this video afterwards or let them sit with you right now and learn some things. Because it's a shame. It's a shame that our people find excuses. Well, I don't want to see this stuff. I don't really care about that. I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, you know what? There's some place that's prepared for you, and it's not the kingdom of the Most High. It's called hell. Hell. Sirach 34 and 4. Sirach 34 and 4. Let's see what the Bible says. Of an unclean thing, what can be cleansed? So can you take something that is filthy to begin with? The origins of it is unclean. Can that be cleansed? No. Read. And from that thing which is false, what truth can come? That thing which is false is thanksgiving. What truth can come from that? I don't care how many prayers and cranberry sauce and how many turkeys you give away for free. Nothing good can come from that. How many dinners that you attend in one night, jumping from house to house or whatever it is, nothing good. Bible says... And from that thing which is false, what truth can come? White men tell their children that their ancestors settled here. When the truth is that they invaded us, they murdered us, and they raped us until we barely exist. So therefore, happy Thanksgiving. Let's continue on. Sirach 34, 18 to 26. Let's see what the Bible says. Read. He that sacrificeth of a thing wrongfully gotten. Let's look at that. The person that sacrificed something that was stolen. 
wrongfully gotten. It didn't belong to you. You took it and you want to bring it before the Most High. You stole something from someone innocent and you bring it before the Most High. Read. His offering is ridiculous. His offering is ridiculous. Read. And the gifts of unjust men are not accepted. The Most High will not accept that. In your mind, your thinking is accepted. But in the eyes of the Most High, he will not accept that. Continue. The Most High is not pleased with the offerings of the wicked. So you can spread all your cranberry sauce. It's not going to cover the crimes committed against our people. Continue. Neither is he pacified for sin by the multitude of sacrifices. You see that? So whatever that they do every year, talking about we're giving thanks to, the, to God and the pastor has a, a, a very fat throat, <laughs> heavy with fat around it from eating all the swine and everything else. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. And people are deceived with this nonsense. And people keep going back to these houses of sin. What good thing can come from a place that is telling you lies over and over? And how is it that our people continue to go to these places? If you see a fly in the soup at a restaurant, if you see doo-doo everywhere in a restaurant, are you going to go back to the restaurant? Even if they say, oh, we're, we're going to reopen under new management. Are you going to go back there? Guess what? Some of our people will. Doesn't matter. They will still go. 20. Whoso bringeth an offering of the goods of the poor. A person who takes the things that belongs to the poor and present that as an offering. Read. Doeth as one that killeth the son before his father's eyes. You are as if you just kill an innocent child in the, in the presence of his father. It's a, it's a disgust. You steal something. You come before the Most High. And Father bless this wonderful meal. It's as if you took a child, bring it before the father and just kill the child. It breaks his heart. It's wickedness. Verses 21. The bread of the needy is their life. Mm -hmm. He that defraudeth him thereof is a man of blood. A man of blood. <clears throat> and that's the history with the pilgrims and the Europeans that came over here. That's their history. Bloody people. Bloody, bloody people. Read. He that taketh away his neighbor's living, slayeth him. And all the buffalo, this says there was millions of buffaloes that roam free. And now, this says when they build the railroads, look it up, Mishpaka. The Europeans used to ride the trains through the buffalo, the, the prairies, and open the windows of the trains and fire shots at the buffalo that were roaming. And it says there were millions of buffaloes that were killed in no time at all. In a few days, they were just heaped up. They took the skins of the buffaloes and left the meat to rot. It says it broke the heart of the Indians. It broke their hearts because they don't kill like that. They only take what is necessary for the whole tribe. And they give praises and thanks to the Most High for what they have received. They realize it's a sacrifice for the animals that their lives should be given up so that they can live. They don't take things for granted. 
So in the, in the uh, history books, the Europeans want you to believe that these were a bunch of savages who had no idea about the Most High. When they're the ones that are the savages because they have the book in their hands and they don't show compassion at all to the people. So who's the real savage? Let's continue on. He that taketh away his neighbor's living, slave him. So when you take the food from the people, you might as well say that that person is dead. How are they going to live? Read on. And he that defraudeth the laborer of his hire is a blood shedder. Let's move on. Verse 23. When one buildeth and another pulleth down, what profit have they then but, I, but labor? When one build and another pulls down. So you have the poor so-called Indians. So-called. Because historically speaking, they are the children of Israel. Imagine that. They are building. They're living in peace. You take them. You destroy them. They're building. You destroy them. <laughs> and another pull it down. What profit have they then but labor. Read on. When one prayeth and another curseth, whose voice will Yahweh hear? Mm -hmm. He that washeth himself after the touching of a dead body, if he touch it again, what aileth his washing? What availeth his, availeth washing. his washing? In other words, you commit a crime, you wash yourself clean, you put on a nice suit, and he says, Happy Thanksgiving. That uh, we and the uh, Indians got along very good. We were good neighbors. There was no crime committed. No problems whatsoever. Right? That's a crime. What's the sense of all the washing? Is that going to wash away the truth? No. Continue on. So is it with a man that fasteth for his sins mm -hmm. and goeth again and doeth the same. And that's what they do. They have every contract... Every commitment that they say they're going to keep, they have broken. And every time they look over and says, you know what? We need some more land. We discovered some, uh, some rocks over there that can, we can use for the cell phone or whatever the case may be. We need that land now. And the government can really use that for the sake of the whole country. So let's go and let's, you know, let's put some poison in the water. Let's do certain things and let's create some problems, and then we'll come in with a solution to move the people to a worse area. After we have uh, depleted certain places of, of the natural resources, we'll move the people from this living earth to the dead earth. Let's continue on. Who will hear his prayer, or what doeth his humbling profit him? Even though. These people, these pilgrims, were the first illegal immigrants. And they have the nerve to call other people illegal. Let's continue on. Verses 29. Sirach 11. Sirach chapter 11. Let's pick it up at verses 29. Read. Bring not every man into thine house. Let's look at that again. Bring not every man into your own house house into your house unfortunately that's a lesson <laughs> that happened in the past that we that can't be changed but will be changed in the future 
You see, you think the Most High is going to allow these heathen to come into our territory and take over our lands? No. He says, we're going to build our houses, and they're going to be our servants. Because we were servants, when they took over everything, we became their servants. But now, everything is going to be uh, flipped. Read. For the deceitful man have many trains. The deceitful man has many ways to trick you. Because that's his nature. That's what he does. He puts a lot of things, a lot of jargon, and he wants you to go to school to learn how to lie. Oh, it's not really this. It's not really that. But it's this. Oh, the law states that we can't really give it to you right now. We have to give it to you later on. All kinds of foolishness and folly. Is it mine or is it not mine? Is it a yes or is it a no? Well, there's a little gray area. Let's continue on. Like as a partridge as taken. A, as a little bird taken. And kept in a cage. And trapped in a cage. So is the heart of the proud. I'm proud to be an American. Huh? Not me. Mm-mm. So is the heart of the proud. Read. And like as a spy. Why do you think they send scouts? The word scout was a spy to go into the territories and look to see what the people have learn their language, trade with them a little while, even take a bride, raise up a couple children, then you set up a trading post, and next, you know, the whole Europe, uh, Europeans are, are there. Read. Watch have he for thy fall. But his intention is for you to fall. Happy Thanksgiving, right? Read. For he lieth in wait. He's just buying time. And turneth good into evil. And all the things that you have done, all the contracts, the good things you have done for him, he's going to turn that into evil. Now you're going to be uh, diminished. You're going to be called names, uh, demonized. That's the word. All along, you are the wonderful people. They'll take their food from you so they can survive. But after they, they have grown, now those nasty savages, I won't eat from them. Those ugly beasts, we won't even touch them. Look at them. Look how, look how nasty they are. But they were nasty before when, when you didn't have strength. But now you have strength. They're nasty. They're beasts. They're evil. They're all kinds of things. They're uneducated people. Savages. Read. And in things worthy, praise will lay blame upon thee. Let's continue on. Of a spark of fire, a heap of coals is kindled, uh-huh. and a sinful man layeth wait for blood. Mm-hmm. Read. Take heed of a mischievous man. Pay close attention to a man who has a history of being slick. Read. For he worketh wickedness, mm-hmm. lest he bring upon thee a perpetual blot. Read. Receive a stranger into thine house. So, yeah, bring a stranger into your house, and what's going to happen? And he will disturb thee. And he's going to disturb you. You're not going to have any peace. He's going to be harassing you. From the time these people showed up in the ships, Squanto should have uh, brought the canoes around the back and destroyed them. (laughs) They didn't do that. Come on in. What do you need? You need some water? Sure, here's some water. You're, You're hungry? Come on. Here's some corn. Here's some food. Here's different things. Here's some cakes. Here's some some fine uh, deer and some good fish and everything else. Receive a stranger into your house, and what's going to happen? 
He will disturb thee. He's going to disturb you. And what else? And turn thee out of thine own. And kick you out of your own house. This is what happened many years ago. Many, many years ago. Let's continue on. There can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil. Think about that carefully. If you see over one year, there have been military and military, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Activity, incursions. After military incursions, there's always some military campaign throughout the year. I got to go attack this. In one year, two years, that should be enough history to know the mind of these people are nothing but war, the sword. Because all I can do, all I can think about is war. If they have made contracts and broken at least three of them, you can't believe that they will keep the fourth one. There can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil. Read. Not to him that giveth no alms. They never give you anything. They're always taking, 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 robbing, raping, raping. But they themselves will not lay down for five minutes to be raped. They will not do it. They will not say, uh, you know what? Come to England. You can take your share. Just go ahead, rape and rob and, and just take over England for 500 years. They wouldn't do it. Come to Germany. Come to Portugal. Come to Spain. Come to Italy. They wouldn't say it. Come to France. They wouldn't say that. You will never hear them say it's okay for anyone to come in there and pillage their country and change their laws. Let's continue on. Give to the godly man and help not a sinner. So the sinners are the ones historically written as pilgrims, right? Mm -hmm. Read on. Do well unto him that is lowly. Those that are lowly, those in the ghetto. But give not to the ungodly. Mm-hmm. Hold back thy bread. Hold your bread, because that's what they need. They, they want your bread. Hold it back. And give it not unto him, uh -huh. lest he overmaster thee thereby. So he's going to overmaster you. He's going to trick you. He's going to have power over you. But you know what Christianity says? When you see your enemy is hungry, give them. Is, is that the enemy the, the Bible is talking about? No. He's talking about your brother, mm -hmm. a, a Hebrew. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Let's continue on. For else thou shalt receive twice as much evil for all the good thou shalt have done unto him. Read. For the most high hate of sinners. The most high what? He hates sinners. He hates the sinners. Read. And will repay vengeance unto the ungodly. But the pastor said, the most I love the sinner and hate the sin. He says he will repay vengeance unto who? The ungodly. Did you read that in Revelations? Yes. Read on. And keepeth them against the mighty day of their punishment. So he preserving them for the fire. Read. Give unto the good and help not the sinner. Don't help. The sinner. Now look at this picture here. This is a drawing that was done by a Catholic priest, Bartholomew de la Casa. He drew what the Spaniards did to the natives 
hung them on the trees, take the babies from the, the mother and bash them against stones, had the dogs eaten um, the children, cutting the babies out of the womb of the pregnant mothers and having the dogs eat them. And the history goes on and on and on. Let's go to our next slide. Sirach 12 and 10. Let's read. Never trust thy enemy. Never what? Never trust thine enemy. Never trust your enemy. Read. For like as iron rusteth, so is his wickedness. After a while, the truth will, be, will come out of his nature. The rust will show who he really is. Verses 11. Though he humble himself. Even though he sit at the table with you. Let's break bread. Go ahead and read. And go crouching. Uh-huh. Yet take good heed and be aware of him. So he will pray with you. Let's all hold hands and pray. But you got to be very careful. See, our people have not learned anything. Over and over we find these Gentiles amongst us. And they will sit good for a while. And when... The time is right, they will turn on you. I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. That's the history of the Gentiles. That's the way that they perform. Our trust is in heaven. Let's continue on. And thou shalt be unto him as if thou hadst wiped a looking glass, and thou shalt know that his rust have not been altogether wiped away. And all of a sudden, the truth will be revealed. You'll be some clarity. And you're going to really see him for who he really is. Verses 12. Set him not by thee. Don't let him be part of your family. Don't let him be part of anything that you do. Don't set him by you. Read. When he have overthrown thee. Lest when he have overthrown you. Read. He stand up in thy place. Now he takes over you. So now, in the time past, the American Indians were looking a certain way. And now, when you go online to look at a Native American, right? What do you see? They look white. You see a white man. When you type in Tasma people of Tasmania, for example... They said, these are the Australian uh, or the Aboriginal Ab, which means father, original, the real fathers of the land, Ab, original people. When you look at them from Tasmania, what do you see? A white man. They have destroyed the people, bred them out, whatever, and took over, and now they are taking the name. South African, South of Africa. You pull up something on the screen, a white man. <laughs> Let's continue on. <laughs> he stands in your place, read. Mm -hmm. Neither let him sit at thy right hand. Don't let him sit at your strong <clears throat> hand. Read. Lest he seek to take thy seat. Mm -hmm. And thou at the last remember my words <clears throat> and be pricked therewith. So he's going to sit at the table with you. And all in his mind. You, you have your, your, uh, your hand around him. Oh, my good buddy. My good friend. Bob. And you're having food, but Bob is thinking, 
about three steps ahead of you, thinking how you can plot and take your place. You're only good to be used. That's it. Same way when our people were brought on slave ships and brought over here. Now, because beforehand, we were very useful. They needed us to build this place up because uh, according to them, they could not survive. They were not strong enough. The, the Europeans were not strong enough to build anything up. So they had to bring people who were strong, who had knowledge of building, who had all these different things. But after everything has been built, the roads are made, the trees are cut, the uh, place is established. Now we're demonized, we're monkeys, we're this, that, and the other. There's a movie coming up, Planet of the Apes, a continuing of the movie. There is a person, or not a person, a monkey in that movie called Maurice. The word Maurice comes from the word more, Moorish person. A more was a Hebrew. Or one of the Hebrews. Maurice in the movie. Planet of the Apes. That is coming out next year. Maurice is called the lawgiver. The one who made the movie. Has depicted the movie. As the liberation of Israel. From the captivity. Because all of the apes. Will take. the All the Europeans. All the peoples. And make them slaves. Check it out. Look at the previews and you'll see. Look at what they, they're saying behind the scenes. I'm going to do a class on that. Who will pity a charmer that is bitten mm -hmm. with a serpent mm -hmm. or any such as come nigh wild beast? So who's going to feel sorry for you when you could clearly see that this person doesn't have anything good for you? Read. So one that goeth to a sinner... And is defiled with him. So when you go to a sinner, you're going to get defiled. When you go to a sinner, you will get defiled. Read. And is defiled with him in his sins. Who will pity? The Most High is not going to feel sorry for you. Verses 14. So one that goeth to a sinner. Uh -huh. And is defiled with him in his sins. Who will pity? Read. For a while he will abide with thee. So he will hang with you in your teepee. But if thou begin to fall, uh -huh. he will not tarry. An enemy speaketh sweetly with his lips. Like this picture here with George Washington, the generals, all these people. They will speak very, very nice with their lips because that's what they, they do. They speak with a forked tongue. Double. Mm -hmm. Read. But in his heart... He imagineth how to throw thee into a pit. Read. He will weep with his eyes. Mm -hmm. But if he find opportunity, he will not be satisfied with blood. So he will attend your, uh, your people's funeral and will cry with you. And you will look at that as a great honor. This heathen is crying with me. Read mm -hmm. on. If adversity come upon you, mm -hmm. you shall find him there first. As soon as something wrong happens, he will be on the opposite end, hoping for you to fall. Read. And though he pretend to help thee, mm -hmm. yet shall he undermine thee. So <laughs> all the uh, Western cowboy and Indian movies that you saw in the past, it's exactly what it was. Right? Read on. 
he will shake his head and clap his hands and whisper much and change his countenance. Next slide. Thanksgiving is actually a bridge to Christmas. Now you may not see that you are on that bridge, but once you keep in uh, Thanksgiving, you might as well just go ahead and keep Christmas. I don't care what you say. You can say whatever you want to say, but if you sit down and slice that turkey or whatever it is that you're slicing, you might as well just go ahead and keep Christmas. Stop, stop wasting the Most High's time. Just go ahead and keep it. All the early day specials, the sales that they have, all the um, entertainment that is put out. You watch Charlie Brown, Thanksgiving, The Great Pumpkin, whatever it is. You watch all that garbage. It's conditioning you, getting you ready for a devil's holiday, Christmas. Let's continue on. Sirach 32, verses 1 to 2. If thou be made the master of a feast, uh -huh. lift not thyself up, but be among them as one of the rest. Does this picture show you that everyone is on the same level? No. The Bible says if you are made master of the feast, if you are come to the feast, if you, someone invites you to a feast, and you, you're their honored guests. Don't lift yourself up. But be among them as one of the rest. In this picture you can see the Indians are on the ground. And everybody else is higher up. On the tables. You don't see everyone sitting on the ground the same as the Indians. Do you? Take diligent care for them. And so sit down. But they're not doing that. Remember. These pilgrims had the Bible. They should have known how to respect the people, right? Read on. And when thou hast done all thy office, then take thy place, uh -huh. that thou mayest be merry with them, and receive a crown for thy well-ordering of the feast. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Sirach 31, verses 12 to 19. Read. If thou sit at a bountiful table. If you go at a big table. Be not greedy upon it. Don't be greedy it. on the table. <laughs> Fat belly. Read. And say not there is much meat on it. Oh, there's plenty of food. Look at the turkey. Oh, there's actually two turkeys. There's one that is fried and one that is baked. Oh, I'm going to have me a little bit of that. Oh, can you bring this? Oh, do you have this? Oh, can you add a little bit of this? Is there any more gravy? Oh, pass me the biscuits. <laughs> oh, where's the butter? I need some butter on my biscuits. Are these buttermilk biscuits? <laughs> where's the honey? <laughs> Read. Remember that a wicked eye is an evil thing. A wicked eye is an evil thing. Read. And what is created more wicked than an eye? Mm -hmm. Therefore... It weepeth upon every occasion. Oh, man. That is so true. It's all crying. Every oh, my occasion. goodness. That is so true. Read. Stretch not thine hand wheresoever it looketh, and thrust it not with him into a dish, into the dish. Overstretching to reach the, um, the cornbread. Overstretching to get the, the peas. Overstretching to get the meats, the dessert. Greed. That's why... 
This nation has to fall. You know, some people will not go home to their families unless they can bring a turkey home. Back in the old days, the banks used to set up, they probably still do, what you call a Christmas club. It's an account where you can put a little $5 in every, every paycheck, a little $2, a minimum of maybe $5 a week, so that at the end of the year, you can have some money to purchase your gifts, your foods, or whatever it is for your family. Because a lot of people will feel very ashamed not to, to bring a turkey home to their family. And in those days, the old days, and I'm, I'm sure they still do, a lot of companies will give their employees a turkey as goodwill. And the people will love their bosses even more. The family will say, oh, you, you must be rising up in a ladder. Your boss loves you. No, the boss want to keep you on the plantation, serving his gods. Sirach 31, verses 15, read. Judge not thy neighbor by thyself, uh -huh. and be discreet in every point. And be discreet in every point. It as it becometh a man, uh -huh. those things which are set before thee, mm -hmm. and devour not, devour lest, not. lest thou be hated. So, just eat just the what is necessary a man should have. Don't go beyond. Don't have the big belly attitude. Because that's what some people do. Go to a place, okay, and they have the big belly attitude. They stretch. They, you know, I got to loose a couple more notches on my belt. No, you need to leave that belt alone. The belt is the restraining order. It's telling you that's enough. <laughs> And you start loosening the notches. And now you're drunk with alcohol from eating. Because the food has turned into alcohol in your body. Verses 17. Leave off first for manners. For manners sake, sake. just leave the food alone for manners yeah. sake. Read. And be not unsatiable. Satiable, uh -huh. lest thou offend. Don't be greedy. <laughs> Otherwise you're going to offend. Read. When thou sittest among many, uh -huh. reach not thine hand out first of all. As soon as you sit down at the table, you, you're the first one. Gimme, 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 gimme. First one. That's Thanksgiving. You see, even just reading the scriptures, you can see a lot of sins are committed on the table. A lot of sins are committed on the table. Read. A very little is sufficient for a man well nurtured. Mm -hmm. And he fetcheth not his wind um, short upon his bed. He's like, because <gasps> he's so fat, so obese that he can't even breathe. Mm. He says, and he fetcheth not his wind short upon his bed. He can breathe. He's not obese. Like, he's holding his heart. <laughs> Let's continue on. Verses 13, Sirach 28. We're going to read from verses 13 downward to 16. Read. Curse the whisperer and double tongue. Curse them. For such have destroyed many that were at peace. These double tongue people have destroyed nations throughout this whole earth. Read. A backbiting tongue have disquieted many. So they say something to your face, but they got another plan. They say something to their, to their peers behind your back. Oh, we love them to the public, but in secret we want to destroy these people. Read. 
and driven them from nation to nation. As you can see on this picture here, this is a cover of a book. It's called The Indian Removal Act, Force Relocation. And you can see the ones on the higher level are the Europeans in their soldier outfits and our people in the lower level. Relocating the people, disquieting them, backbiting them, and driving them from one nation to the other. Let's continue on. Strong cities have it pulled down mm -hmm. and overthrown the houses of great men. Look at the great men down here at the bottom. And look at the thieves at the top. Read. A backbiting tongue have cast out virtuous women mm -hmm. and deprived them of their labors. Bringing ideas to the women of the village and telling them that um, <clears throat> these trinkets are real beautiful and you can come with me and showing them they don't have to do their duties to take care of their families. You can be liberated. And from liberation, you become a sodomite. And from sodom sodomy, you become destroyed. That's what, that's, this is the whole ideology of these people in, in a nutshell. That's what the Gentiles bring. Destruction of people. Read on. Whoso hearkeneth unto it shall never find rest. So you listen to the thanksgiving. You're not going to find any rest. And never dwell quietly. Because there will be no peace from these people. Next slide. So you look at this picture here. And you can see how they create all the, the problems around. And the result of their creation is wealth for them. Profits. Everything that they do, they do it for money. That's why we started off with the book of revelations because they have raped and robbed the souls of men and everything on this earth has become a resource to build wealth it's not for life not to sustain life but to for greed i mean how what can you do with a billion dollars i mean you can't spend all that money what do you need all that money for what do you need all this land for people need to be free why do you restrict people from going to a creek to get some fresh water? Huh? Fresh water. And now they're controlling the skies, spraying the skies over. And if you shoot one of those planes down because they have violated your space and sprayed poison over um, your atmosphere, your, living, your dwelling place, now you become a criminal. You're the criminal because you want to live. You want to drink fresh water. The day that we started to buy water in bottles is the day that I know that was it. That's the end. Because when I grew up as a child, there was not such a thing as buying bo uh, bottled water. Water was free, fresh. Now, we have, we have a whole selection. You go to a store, you have a whole wall full of all types of water. And all of them are nasty water. And the real expensive water that, that you wish you could drink can't afford it good water spring water this is the whole practice of thanksgiving making you believe that you're at peace with these people but it's a lie it's not the truth mishpaka let's continue on let's take a look at the mischief that they set up by law because that's what they do when they take something they put laws in place to keep you in prison 
Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee? Shall the throne of iniquity, the Europeans, the governments of Europe, shall they have fellowship with the Most High? Read. Which frameth mischief by a law. They make laws that are to deceive and destroy people. Read. They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous. So they form all of these um, militaries against the righteous people who are living in peace. Nobody went over to Europe and caused problems for the Europeans to come over here to fight. They were right here in peace. They left over there talking about they were looking for religious freedom. So they left talking about religious freedom and freedom to farm and take away the freedom of other people and the freedom for other people to farm in peace. And mm-hmm. talk about, oh, let's give thanks. Let's all pray together. Why would I want to fellowship with these liars and thieves? Why would I want to marry these people? Why would you, Mishpaka? Let's read on. And condemn the innocent blood. Read. But Yahuwah is my defense. Amen. And my Elohim is the rock of my refuge. Read. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity. And shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Read. Yea, Yahuwah, our Elohim, shall cut them off. So we can't do anything. He's the one that we, that's going to do everything. He's going to put the weapons in our hands too. And we're going to fight. It says, Indian Removal Act over here. This is the man behind the removal of our people. President Jackson pushes Congress to force Indians to move west of the Mississippi. Congress established, Congress established Indian Territory, which is now Oklahoma, as a new Indian homeland. Now, if you go to Oklahoma, do you see the whole place filled with Indians? No. No. So you can tell this is a lie. Because when you get over there, you can't ride your horse wherever you want to go. The police will arrest you, put you in prison. Never eat their foods. Psalms 14, 141, excuse me, verses 3 and verses 4. Let's go ahead and get that. Set a watch, O Yahweh, before my mouth. Mm-hmm. Keep the door of my lips. In other words, don't make me feel uh, tempted. Don't let me get some kind of urges to reach over and touch these people's food. Right? Don't let me get the smell in my nostrils. Read. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, mm-hmm. to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. Read. And let me not eat of their dainties. So isn't the Thanksgiving meal a wicked meal? Mm-hmm. Because the wicked is behind it? Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't think you'll find the American, I'm using a term because that's a term we all understand, quote, unquote, the so-called American Indians, that they would go out to Walmart and buy a bunch of food and say, let's celebrate Thanksgiving. It's our day. No, they would not, they would not do it. That's You'll protest. see them with signs protesting. And that's right. The robbery, the rape, and destruction. You see that? So really, the ones who are celebrating this are the ones who are oppressing the people. And our people are so gullible, so silly, that they join hand in hand with our oppressors. 
The biggest genocide in human history didn't occur in Nazi Germany. It was right here on American soil. Right here. 1 John, next slide. 1 John 2, 15 and 16. Love not the world. Do, do what? Love not the world. Don't love the world. Go ahead. Neither the things that are in the world. Neither the things that are in the world, which are Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. Christmas, Easter, and all the other days in between, these are the things that are in the world. Read. If any man love the world. If you love that juicy turkey. The love of the Father is not in him. So when you bring your greasy lips to pray, the Father's like, <clears throat> I'm sorry. If you only can see the recording of the angels. If you can only see, <clears throat> if you can only see the recording of the angels, the DVD of the crimes committed against our people, the bleeding of the women, the children that are half eaten by dogs, the bodies that are decomposing in the snow, the destruction of our people. If you could only see what the Most High record. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Verse 16, read. For all that is in the world. All that's in the world. The lust of the flesh. The football. And the lust of the eyes. The TV. And the pride of life. Uh-huh. Is not of the Father, but is of the world. Because the Father did not give us thanksgiving on the list. He didn't say for us to keep any of those days. He already given us his set-apart days. If the Gentiles want to do what they want to do, leave them to it. But we need to separate ourselves from it. And stop. Stop trying to ask me questions about something that's not found in the book. Because I'm not going to answer any questions when it comes to that. You should already know this stuff. You go to your pastor, your pastor tells you lies. <clears throat> and then you want an explanation to clarify. Stay away from these people. They're not keeping the Most High Law, Statutes, and Commandments. We should have nothing to do with them. To be separate is what the Most High has asked us, asked of us. But we continue to want to play both sides. When the pastors guarantee you eternal life, then listen to them. If they can show you, if they can kill themselves and resurrect themselves again, <laughs> then follow them. I have one master. Who laid down his life and took it back again. He's the one that I'm serving. And he never once said to us, when he dies, there will be a system called Christianity. Follow that. He never said that. Should we sit at the table with the offspring of those who committed crimes and genocide? Should we sit at the table with the same Gentiles who have destroyed our people? And fellowship with them. Let's see what the book says. Proverbs 16 and 5. Read. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to Yahuwah. Uh-huh. Though hand join in hand. Even though we hold hands together and say we shall overcome. He shall not be unpunished. Even though he join with you. That person has to pay the price. Because their family 
And the children thereof are benefactors. They have committed crimes. They're enjoying the life that their family has labored. So when you look at the, all these so-called drawings and pictures in school and everywhere else and cards, Thanksgiving blessing, and you can see all these blondes and these other people, redheads and stuff, and so-called Indians in between, with the hands, each holding hand in hand with each other, the Bible says this is an abomination to him. You can't trust your enemy. Thanksgiving in the name of God for money. In the book of Jeremiah 5, verses 26 to 27, we can find examples where we have been exploited for merchandise. Let's see what the book says. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as he that set up snares. Uh-huh. They set a trap. They catch men. And this is dealing with our people. Amongst our people, there are men whose heart is not right. Their agenda is not of life. It's about their own prosperity. Their welfare. Let's continue on. Verses 27. As a cage is full of birds. That's the book of Revelation that you're reading now. Read. So are their houses full of deceit. Read. Therefore, they are become great and waxen rich. Didn't the Bible speak about the harlot? And also about Babylon, cage full of unclean birds. They're rich. They're waxen great. All the precepts that you read comes from the Tanakh. Okay? And this is the problem that we find. We find the potter's house as an example. Thanksgiving celebration service. Join us as we stream live around the world. Don't miss this exciting celebration with Bishop T.D. Jakes, First Lady Soretta Jakes. This is just an example of many. One example of many of men who set traps and they catch men. They're not interested in telling you the history and the truth. And so what happens is that our people are destroyed. We are destroyed because of these type of men. And I'm telling you right now, you're not listening to one of them. I am not interested in trapping or catching men. There's no benefit for me. Jeremiah 22, 13, verse 13. Go ahead and read. Woe unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness mm -hmm. and his chambers by wrong that useth his neighbor's service without wages uh -huh. and giveth him not for his work. This is exploitation of our people. This is what the Europeans did. They build their houses with, with, by unrighteousness. Their homes, their chambers was done by wrong. Exploitation. Stealing people's stuff. They use our people for servitude without paying them for this whole country to be built on free labor and without any type of pay whatsoever. Now when you ask them about this, they call you names. They say all kinds of things against our people. 
We deserve to stay in the ghetto. Or once you go back to Africa or go back somewhere else. But they would not book a flight, a one-way ticket to go back to Europe. They say, this is our land. This land is our land. This, is, this land is your land or whatever the song says. When you look at this picture here, Indian land for sale, they have a picture of an Indian in the middle of it, a so-called Indian. Get a home of your own, easy payments, perfect title, possession within 30 days. So where are they getting this stuff from? They put it up on the, on the, on the, uh, the top, Indian land for sale. They know they, they are telling us whose property that they're selling off. Okay? It doesn't say European land. It doesn't say German soil. It doesn't say British territory. It doesn't say um, the south side of France. It doesn't say any of that. It says Indian land for sale. So they know they have stolen this land, and now it's for sale, making merchandise. The Most High is going to repay these people for the crimes that they have committed against the poor. And when I say poor, I'm saying poor in terms of what the world denotes as being poor because these people are wealthy. No person is going to steal from the poor. They will steal from the rich. They will steal from those who have something to take so when they call these people low lives, they're actually high life. The ones who are stealing are the low life. The ones who steals are the low life, taken from those of the high life. When they call these people third world nations and whatnot, the reality is that those who are stealing, they are the third world. And everyone else is the first world. Let's continue on. This is a book that I have in my possession. It's called The Hidden History of Massachusetts. And uh, there's an introduction that I'd like um, us to take a look at. We'll go through some little clips, little pages from the book. And it'll give us an understanding, historically speaking, of how the lands were taken, how the people were treated, and why our people need to wake up from their sleep and stop trusting in the lives of these men. Following Thanksgiving, wasting your money on Thanksgiving. Cradle of Liberty? Question mark. Let's read the introduction. The arrival of the pilgrims in 1619, Massachusetts has claimed to be the enlightened center of the New World. Uh huh. After all, it is said. The rudiments of democracy and the doctrine of religious liberty developed on these shores over 350 years ago. Uh huh. Yet Massachusetts was also the first colony to officially welcome the African slave trade. The first colony to officially welcome the African slave trade. So-called Africans, right? Read. Indeed, many proper... Many proper Bostonians built their fortunes upon it. So the well-named or well-known Bostonians, we'll look at some examples. They have built their fortunes on slavery. You have heard of the term money, money laundering? 
where a criminal will take his drug money and he will pass it through maybe a few, uh, he'll open some good stores or some libraries or whatever it is, and he will filter his money through that, and then he will change his appearance from being a thief or crook, and now he's a, he's a contributor to, to our society. Okay? Let's continue on. 100. 100 Africans were murdered by Boston merchants on African soil in a slave expedition originating in Massachusetts. Read. The Bay State was the, le- was the leading slave ship builder and among the leaders of the annihilation of the Red Indians. So you have the Indians and you have the so-called Indians and the so-called Africans being in the same predicament. Because after all, the Mayflower landed where? Cape Cod, right? Plymouth Rock. Massachusetts. So if we're going to trace the crime to the scene, this is where we're going to go. Okay, let's continue. Today. Today, the legacy of the Commonwealth's hidden past is broadcasted in the names of her landmarks, Uh schools, towns, squares, streets, and in the celebrations of her founders. Mm -hmm. The town of Amherst is named for Sir Geoffrey Amherst, Uh the Adolf Hitler of the 18th century. That's right, because he was the one who put the, um, the sicknesses, the smallpox or whatever disease that they had in blankets and gave them to the people. You know, like charity, like a, uh, like an American Red Cross. You get the help from them, then you turn out to be sicker than before, and you're dying. Read. Captain John Codman of Dorchester Cod, Dorchester's Codman Square uh-huh. fame was killed by his own black slaves whom he abused in his home. So they took, they did a Nat Turner on him. They killed him because he abused them. Read. Paul Revere grew up in a slaveholding family. So the one who says the British are coming. He also grew up in a family where slaves were held in bondage. Go ahead, people. Governor Joseph Dudley of Roxbury's Dudley Square uh-huh. was a bona fide white supremacist who used the power of, his, of the governor's chair to torment blacks and Indians in his domain. Read. In colonial Boston, Seaver, Ruggles, Dorr, and Holbrook all conspired to have the freedom of Roxbury's blacks prevented or punished. Mm-hmm. Today, they are the names of the well-traveled thoroughfares in Boston's black community. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a lot of the so-called black communities in, in Massachusetts, these names are all over. I know these names because I actually spend a lot of time in Boston, both me and Kifa, right? Traveling the streets of Boston. Went to school over there, too. So I'm well familiar with all these different streets. Read. Peter Faneuil, from whose hall resonated noble and historic expressions of freedom, Uh nonetheless owned a slave ship. The state's many Columbus avenues and squares are named for the lost explorer who introduced the West to both chattel slavery and genocide. Columbus. So you got a lot of streets named Columbus over there. 
And uh, of course, Columbus was a killer. Read. A simple examination of the colonial record will verify the existence of a significant black slave population in the base state, whose fate was not wholly different than that of his family in the plantation south. So the south and the north was no different. I'm telling you, they're all sa the same people. Left hand and the, and the right hand of the same devil. South or north is the same people. Read. In 1718, a Boston newspaper gleefully printed a gory description of a white man's reaction to an alleged sexual encounter between a black man and a white woman. Mm -hmm. A man observing the black man's design took out his knife before the Negro was aware, cut off all his unruly parts, smack and smooth. The Negro jumped up roaring and run for his life. The black, now a eunuch, is doubtless cured from any more such wicked attempts. So they castrated a Hebrew. Is that correct? Read. Blacks were warehoused in slave pens of the Babson House on Cape Ann, where they awaited a fate prescribed in the slave trader's bill of sale. In? In 1687, a visiting Frenchman wrote of black slaves. What did he say? There is not a house in Boston. There is not a house in Boston. However small be its means. As small as it is, read. That has not one or two. Must have at least one or two. There are those that have five or six. Five or six Hebrews. At least one or two. Must have somebody in there as a slave. Read. These are the same children of the pilgrim. Right? The Mayflower. Read. According to one observer, black children in Boston were reckoned an encumbrance in a family, and when weaned, were given away like puppies. Given away like dogs. When we break the Most High's commandments, the Gentiles who were called dogs now took the high rank, and we became the dogs. Continue on. Nearly every issue of the Boston Newsletter carried ads for the purchase or sale of African citizens. Mm -hmm. In fact, the very same issue of the Boston Gazette, Read. dated July 22nd, 1776, that carried the Declaration of Independence, advertised a stout, healthy Negro man for sale. Imagine that. <laughs> the same paper that spoke of the Declaration of so-called independence also advertised in there a sale of a Hebrew. And we are supposed to celebrate Thanksgiving? No thanks. And 4th of July, right? Slavery in Massachusetts. Let's take a look at that. Massachusetts was the first slaveholding colony in New England. Though the exact beginning of slavery in what became Massachusetts cannot be dated exactly. Slavery there is said to have predated the settlement of Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1629. And circumstantial evidence gives a date of 1624 to 1629 for the first slaves. Samuel Maverick, apparently New England's first slaveholder, arrived in Massachusetts in 1624 and, according to John Gorham, Palfrey owned two Negroes before John Winthrop, who later became governor of the colony, arrived in 1630. The first certain reference of African slavery is in connection with the bloody Perquois War in 1637. The Perquois Indians of central Connecticut 
pressed hard by encroaching European settlements, struck back and attacked the town of Weatherfield. A few months later, Massachusetts and Connecticut militias joined forces and raided the Bequa village near Mystic, Connecticut. All right, so we can see all these famous so-called names in the history, the annals of Massachusetts, who are nothing but murderers, crooks, thieves, and you name it. Today we call them what? Notable founding fathers of this country to be reverenced, that their names are placed everywhere. Let's continue on. Of the few Indians who escaped slaughter, uh -huh. the women and children were enslaved in New England, and Roger Williams of Rhode Island... That's the one who founded Rhode Island. ...wrote to Winthrop congratulating him on God's having placed in his hands another drove of Adam's degenerate Let's seed. Let's read it again. So he sent a letter congratulating him on God's having placed his hands another drove of Adam's degenerate seed. In other words, thank the Most High for giving you victory over these people. Because these are degenerates. They need to be wiped out. We are the good peoples. Not everything that is white is clean, Mishpaka. Let's read. But, but most of the men and boys deemed too dangerous to keep in the colony. That's the Indians, read. Were transported to the West Indies. Were transported where? To the West Indies. Uh-huh. Aboard the ship Desire. Desire, not our people's desire, but those people, the Europeans' desire. So, when you, we have brothers saying... The Indians are the children of, of Israel, but they're the northern kingdom. Those in the West Indies are from Benjamin. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Because a lot of folks that's in the West Indies are also Pequa Indians that were transported over to the West Indies. And those that were in the West Indies were transported over here in America. Remember... Precious cargo. These people used our people to build up the country. Now, if they destroy the workers, they're back to square one. That means that they have to build the houses themselves. So they need free labor. So they were transported to the West Indies, read, to be? To be exchanged for African slaves. Read on. The desire arrived back in Massachusetts in 1638 after exchanging its cargo, according to Winthrop, loaded with salt, cotton, tobacco, and Negroes. Oh, great, great merchandise, right? Remember, Revelation says this, right? Babylon has all of these products, and on the bottom of the paragraph it says, souls of men, slaves, and souls of men. Notice, look at the order. Salt, cotton, Tobacco, on, and at the bottom of the list, the souls of men, slaves. Merchandise is more important, and our people are not. Let's go to our next slide. Such exchanges became routine during subsequent Indian wars. So just go back in history and look at the wars with the Indians, so-called Indians. And what you're going to see is that during that time when they had wars and people were captive, 
they were shipped down to the West Indies in exchange for those in the West Indies to be brought up here to America. So some of you all on the conference line, maybe some of your parents, your people, came from the West Indies. But our brothers up here who are a little bit slow in understanding will say, well, you're from the tribe of Judah, and those other people are from Ephraim, and such and such. They don't know. They're making things up. Let's continue on. Such exchanges became routine during subsequent Indian wars, but the danger of keeping revengeful warriors in the colony far outweighed the value of their labor. Read. In 1646, this became the official policy of the New England Confederation, as elsewhere in the New World, the shortage and expense of free white labor motivated their quest for slaves. So, they had a deal with the poor of England and those places, Ireland, that they can serve as indentured servants, servants for a time, and then they're free. So they scrapped all that, and then they grabbed our people. 1645, read. In 1645, Emmanuel Dowing, brother-in-law of John Winthrop, wrote to him longing for a just war, war. just war with the Pequa do uh, sorry so the colonists might capture enough indian men women and children to exchange in barbados for black slaves let's pause for a moment you know when it says longing for a just war that's dick cheney that's dick cheney and that's um uh, rumsfeld in them starting a war because they have a true intention for something else so these people are longing for a just war with the Indians, Pequa tribe, so they can capture enough Indian men and women and children to exchange in where? Barbados for black slaves. That's your thanksgiving for you, Mishpaka. Read on. Because the colony would never thrive until we get a stock of slaves sufficient to do all our business. All our Business. This is the island of Barbados. Chapter 1. Red Indian and Black Africans as Slaves in Massachusetts. Read. Massachusetts is an Indian word roughly meaning people of the Blue Hills. Uh-huh. The original inhabitants called the hills and lakes and forest streams by names like... Quinsigamon. Quinsigamon, Wachuset, Halstonic... Wustonic. Wustonic, Monadoc, uh-huh. Monadnock, and even Chargogagag. We got the point. Next paragraph. But even before the pilgrims arrived in 1619, Captain Thomas Hunt, an English explorer, enticed the friendly red citizens of Cape Cod. He enticed the families of the Indians... Of Cape Cod, uh-huh. Onto his ship. Remember we read Sirach where it says about the people with backbiting words and slick words and don't invite smooth words. There you go. Enticed them onto his ship, read. In 1614. Uh-huh. And then tried to sail back to Europe with them. So now he wants to go back to Europe with them. Never trust thine enemy. Read. 
Many were killed in the struggle, and at least 27 poor, silly savages were sold into slavery. So they sell, sold them into slavery. Continue on. By the time the Mayflower arrived carrying England's unwanted, the Indians shunned contact with outsiders, preferring to retreat inland. Mm -hmm. The Pilgrim Fathers brought 18 white indentured servants from England in 1621 to provide the required labor in their quest for religious liberty. So the Europeans have the, the, uh, the rejects of their society, the criminals. Those who were in debt, those who had owed the credit, the creditors, and sent them over here to pay off the debt. So America was founded with a bunch of thieves, low lives, and so, and so forth. So it shows that our people, instead of fighting them, retreated back into the woods. Try to avoid them. That's peace to me. Don't you think so? Continue. The generosity of the natives actually rescued the fragile European from certain death by intense cold and starvation. So the same people that they wanted to enslave actually saved them. Read. But when the work became too difficult for pious pilgrim hands... So when the soft hands of the pilgrims couldn't manage the work anymore... Read. Indians became prime candidates as slave laborers. So now we're going to kidnap people and make them slaves. That's your founding fathers. That's, that's whom you're given the honor when you say, Happy Thanksgiving. Read. As the settlement grew, white slaves could not be made to work, mm -hmm. and the Indians were too well acquainted with the land and too spiritually averse to slave conditions to keep secured. So the people were free. The Indians were free in mind and spirit. And uh, they didn't want to deal with these people. So to just avoid them, fight them, or whatever the case may be. So now, the Europeans have another plan. Let's continue on. Blacks from Africa soon followed. And in 1638, Captain William Pierce traded 15 captured Indian boys and two squaws. A squaw is a female. See, they call them these derogatory words, squaw. Read. For a cargo of salt, cotton, tobacco, and Negroes from the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. Read. In 1641, just 20 years after the Pilgrims landed, Massachusetts became the first of the American colonies to officially establish slavery. Her laws permitting the bondage of human chattel became the model for New England's slave system. Read. In 1645, Emmanuel Dowling wrote to his brother-in-law and governor, John Winthrop, I do not see how we can thrive until we get into a stock of slaves sufficient to do all of our business. Uh-huh. And I suppose you know very well how we shall maintain 20 blacks cheaper than one English servant. How you maintain them? By don't paying them any money whatsoever and keeping them subjected. Let's continue on. By 1646... By 1646, blacks and Indians were enslaved in the colony. Uh-huh. Distinctions between the types of slavery and severancy in Massachusetts were blurred at first. White indentured servants, those who served a master for a specific number of years, occupied the highest level 
among the servant class. Mm-hmm. Even the debtors, criminals, rapists, and robbers flushed from the dungeons of Europe have more rights and privileges than either the African or the native. I'm, I'm not sure if you all know this, but Australia was founded by criminals. It was supposed to be a, um, a prison territory. Whatever criminals or crimes committed in Europe, instead of wasting time and money, okay, to build prisons or whatever it is, it is pack them in ships and send them over to Australia. So Crocodile D- Dundee is a criminal. Right? Let's continue on. Ultimately, restrictions on the time of servitude did not apply to the blacks and Indians. Uh-huh. They were slave until their masters freed them or their death. So they were slaves forever. The Bible says Israel can have servants that are Hebrews likewise. Hebrews can have Hebrew servants, but they're not allowed to serve forever. The Hebrew servants were to serve for a certain period of time, and then the Most High said they must be let go. They must be freed. But the Gentiles, the heathen that are not Israelites, Hebrews can take them and have them in perpetual slavery. Now, when the curses that is written in Deuteronomy fell upon us, the the laws that we didn't want to keep now has been given to the Gentiles, the roles are reversed, and now we are the ones in perpetual slavery. And they are making their people work for a short time. Continue on. The demand for wages labor required that the Puritan government establish a law that specifically approved slavery. Mm-hmm. Indian captives of just wars and such strangers who willingly sell themselves or are sold to us. Now the Puritans were the pilgrims. That's what they were called. That's a church people. Read on. Became the legal justification for slavery in colonial Massachusetts. So wars, just wars, was just a cover for slavery. Slave catching. Okay? Let's fight them, grab what we can get, destroy their warriors or ship them overseas. And we, we're good. We got some little children that we can raise from little sizes until they are broken. And now they can serve us very well. Remember, Scripture says, when Israel fought wars, sometimes the Most High would allow us to take the women and the children. That's the Bible, right? So the curses fell upon us. Now we became the women and children as slaves. Let's continue on. Diana, very quick. Mm-hmm. They they actually getting ready to do the same thing even now because they're building these concentration camps for when the so-called civil war break out so that they can capture us and use us for the very same thing again. History is actually getting ready to repeat again. Well, as you mentioned that, who makes up the uh, largest in the population right now of the uh, the prison houses? We do. Blacks and Hispanics. Okay? <laughs> and they sprinkle in a few little, you know, Rice Krispies in there, but um, it's our people. Let's continue on. 
Not surprisingly, just wars began to occur throughout New England where justly captured Indians were exchanged for black Africans from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Black African, Africans from the Caribbean. Because the Caribbean was the place that they broke the slaves down, removed from them whatever that they took, brought with them over, break their spirit, and now they're, you know, like you, you're taking a wild horse and bringing them to a stable, break them down, and then you can sell the horse. That's what they did with our people. Okay? Let's continue. The colonial government passed several laws to tax and control their growing slave population. Mm -hmm. Slavery was well established in the Commonwealth and never expressly repealed. There is no Massachusetts decree which directly ends slavery. Among the laws regulating non-whites were the following. Indians under 10 years of age, taken in war, and Indian women were to be sold as slaves. Indians under 10 years of age, taken in war, and Indian women were to be sold as slaves. Now, you don't have to put too much imagination into um, Indian women, what happened to them. But you, if, if we understand how the minds of these people work, you'll see the, the wickedness that was done to the people. Read. No Indian could be taught a trade except by allowance of two judges. Continue. No Indian, mulatto, black servant, or house or slave, excuse me, could be absent from his owner's house after nine at night without written permission from his master. No Indian, Negro, or mulatto within Boston except the crippled could carry any stick or cane that could be used for quarreling or fighting. They even placed a sales tax on their black slave property. Mm -hmm. Whoever shall purchase or bring into any town of this province, as aforesaid, any Negro or Negroes, for which the duty has not been already paid, shall be obliged within 14 days after the said Negroes, being so brought in, to make an entry with the clerks of the town, where the said Negro shall be brought, and to pay the duty of four pounds per head. Mm -hmm. Some Roxbury slave owners, Edward Ruggles and Jonathan Saver, or Seaver, among them, petitioned the town to prevent or punish black slaves abroad in the night at unreasonable hours. There was a limit imposed on the number of blacks that could attend the funeral of another black slave. Only one bell could be tolled for the deceased and for only six minutes, and the procession must take the most direct route to the grave. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, keep reading. In the years 1732, 1736, 1738, 1741, 1742, and almost regularly thereafter, the Boston selectmen instructed the police to patrol the main-traveled Boston-Ruxbury Road on Sunday mornings to inquire of loose-veined persons, Negroes, why they were absent from public worship. Additionally, there were penalties for freeing a slave in Massachusetts, with the owner having to put up 50 pounds with the town treasurer as a guarantee that the freed man would not become a public charge. Okay. The church had its own rules. November 21st, 1726, voted that the 
voted that for the future, the custodian shall keep ye rails at the altar clear from boys and Negroes setting there. Mm -hmm. Generally, a debilitating racism permeated the lives of blacks in colonial times and beyond. It took a French traveler, Bersot de Warville, to see in 1788 what every black sees even in 1995. In the midst of the Holocaust of the Red Man, mm -hmm. Governor Dudley declared that declared in 1704 a general thanksgiving not to celebrate the brotherhood of man, but for God's infinite goodness to extend his favors. In, in defeating and disappointing the expeditions of the enemy Indians against us and the good success given us against them by delivering so many of them into our hands. So when the, the governor Dudley declared a time, a general time of prayer, it was for the success how they were able to overcome our people and bring them into slavery. Okay? So that's what you all are praying for when you come together. But you don't know that. Your mind is somewhere else. But the intention, the whole system is you are continuing to support a system that it's against you. Just two years later, one could reap a 50-pound reward in Massachusetts for the scalp of an Indian. Imagine that. And they say that the Indians were scalping them. They're the ones who are scalping our people. Okay, let's go to our next slide. The model of the Indian reservation system in North America had its origins in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So Massachusetts was the, the pioneer into creating Indian reservations. So when you think about Indian reservations, think about Massachusetts, where the pilgrims landed, who were called Puritans, because they claimed to be the chosen people of the Most High, fleeing persecution, religious persecution in Europe, only to do wickedness on this soil. Right? And so you get together with a bunch of thieves and liars, and you give thanks. Continue. A series of legislative acts for the better regulation of the Indians established Indian settlements throughout the Commonwealth. Remember the book of Psalms speak about they have t made up laws against our people? A white overseer was appointed and white Christianity was imposed. A white Overseer was appointed, and white Christianity was imposed. Read. Historian George F. Weston wrote that demand was great for rope maker John Harrison. What with the need for rigging of the need for rigging for all the ships, and a new rope every time an Indian was hanged. Mm. The demand was so high because it was hanging so many of our people. That they had to keep producing more ropes. Wow. All right, let's take a look at Boston area schools. Because there are a lot of schools of so-called learning, right? And <laughs> let's see the history behind these schools. Read. Grover Cleveland School. Mm -hmm. The 22nd and 24th president of the United States was no admirer of black Americans mm -hmm. in the mass. Only white Americans were capable of appreciating the greatness of the American past and 
to provide leadership for its future. For its future. Because it's not our future. It's their future. Go ahead. To Cleveland re Reconstruction, the rebuilding of the South after the Civil War was a tragic scar. So they felt pain that the South was basically in ruins. Okay. Read. The product of ignorant blacks, among others. Mm -hmm. And we're the ones at fault. Read. It was a mistake, he thought, for Lincoln to have given blacks the rights of citizenship and for granting them voting rights. Uh-huh. As governor of New York, he twice spoke in favor of segregated schools. And you know what? That's a good thing. A segregated school is much better because we stay to ourselves and they stay to themselves. And we can learn among ourselves. We can build our own schools. We can learn our own stuff. We don't need to be intertangled with these people. Addressing the Southern Education Society in 1903, he said, mm -hmm. I believe that neither the decree that made the slaves free nor the enactment that suddenly invested them with the rights of citizenship any more cured them of their racial and slavery-bred imperfections and deficiencies that changed the color of their skin. Mm. All right, that's all we need from that. Let's go to Native American Wisdom. And we want to be able to look at the thinking of our people to see how wise they were and the simplicity of life. Show the difference between us and them. All right? This is a great book. If you have a chance, go to uh, Barnes & Noble, pick one up. It's a small book. Got some great stuff in there. Let's read. You ask me to plow the ground. Uh-huh. Shall I take a knife and tear my mother's bosom? This is an American Indian that is speaking. Okay, read. Then when I die, she will not take me to her bosom to rest. So they understand that the way that the Gentiles were working the land was not the, the simple, organic way. It's like they did things with force, raping the soil, abusing the soil. Okay, read on. You ask me to dig for stones. Uh-huh. Shall I dig under her skin for her bones? Mm -hmm. Then when I die, I cannot enter her body to be born again. Read. You ask me to cut grass and make hay and sell it and be rich like white men. <laughs> read. But how dare I cut my mother's hair? So, the grass is free. It's everywhere. Take the free grass, turn it into uh, hay, and sell that. Take the free air and sell it. That's coming anyway. Take the free water and sell that. Read. I want my people to stay with me here. Uh-huh. All the dead men will come to life again. See that resurrection. Resurrection. Read. Their spirits will come to their bodies again. That's the Bible, isn't it? Read. We must wait here in the homes of our fathers. And be ready to meet them in the bosom of our mother. Hallelujah. Let's read. Bottom. Great spirit. That's the most high creator of heaven and earth. I want no blood upon my land to stain the grass. Read. I want it all clear and pure. Read. And I wish it so. That all who go through among my people may find it peaceful when they come. Read. And leave peacefully when they go. That's called shalom. See that? This is the thinking. The same people they call savages had a spirit 
We're not called soul brothers for, uh, by accident because we're the ones with the soul. You wouldn't find them calling themselves, the, the Gentiles calling themselves soul brothers. The Onodaga Iroquois lords shall open each council by greeting their cousin lords and expressing their gratitude to them. And they shall offer thanks to the earth where all people dwell, to the streams of water, the pools, the springs, and the lakes, to the maize and the fruits, to the medicinal herbs and the trees, to the forest trees for their usefulness, to the animals that serve as food and who offer their pelts as clothing. This is like the Hebrew prayers. This is the Hebrew style of praying. That they, before they start counsel, they pray and they give gratitude to the Creator for all His creation. Read. To the great winds and the lesser winds, uh -huh. to the thunderers and the sun, the mighty warrior, to the moon, to the messengers of the great spirit. The messengers of the great spirit are who? Angels. Read. Who dwells in the skies above, who gives all things useful to men, who is the source and the ruler of health and life. Then shall the Onodaga lords declare the council open. That's Hebrew. That's a Hebrew lifestyle. Before we start to talk to the elders about certain situation, we give praises to the Most High for all his creation, that we are part of his creation. And you call these people savages? Let's continue over here. Father, I love your daughter. Will you give her to me that the small roots of her heart may entangle with mine? That's a love story. So that the strongest wind bl that blows shall never separate them. Read. It is true I love him only whose heart is like the sweet juice that runs from the sugar tree. Now this is his speech and this is her reply. This is a love relationship between a man and his woman. Read. Songs of Solomon, you would call it, right? <laughs> it's true, I love him only whose heart is like the sweet juice that runs from the sugar tree. Read. And his brother to the aspen leaf that always lives and shivers. You know what is a sugar tree? We call it maple syrup. Maple syrup. May the, uh, his heart runs like maple syrup. <laughs> That's lyrics. Powerful lyrics. Let's jump down here to the bottom. Our wise men are called fathers, mm -hmm. and they truly sustain that character. Do you call yourselves Christians? Does, that, does then the religion of him whom you call your Savior inspire your spirit and guide your practices? Surely not. Oh, you call yourself a Christian, but you're a hypocrite. That's what they're saying. Read. It is recorded of him that a bruised reed he never broke. Mm -hmm. Cease then to call yourselves Christians, let you, lest you declare to the world your hypocrisy. Read. Cease too to call other nations savage, when you are tenfold more the children of cruelty than they. See that? They acknowledge the hypocrisy of Christianity. Read. Brother, we are told that you have been preaching to the white people in this place. Mm -hmm. These people are our neighbors. We are acquainted with them. We will wait a little while and see what effect your preaching has upon them. If we find it does them good 
and makes them honest and less disposed to cheat us, we will then consider again becoming Christians. See that? They said, go ahead and preach, right? If we can see the fruits of righteousness in these people, then we will become Christians too. So we're going to wait. Guess what? They're still waiting. They're still waiting because there's no fruits of righteousness amongst these people. Let's get this piece right here. Next slide. We do not want churches because they will teach us to quarrel about God. Let's read it again. We do not want churches because they will teach us to do what? Quarrel, quarrel about God. Quarrel about God. Isn't that what we find among our people? Quarreling about what's the name of the Most High. Is it this or is it that? Should I be baptized or not? Should, it's a bunch of nonsense going back and forth. Quarreling about the Most High's book. <laughs> Read. As the Catholics and Protestants do, we do not want to learn that. Uh-huh. We may quarrel with men sometimes about things on this earth. You see that? Didn't Sirach say about the things on this earth were just given to us? Deuteronomy said that too. But the things that is in heaven belongs to the Most High. Read it again, son. We may. We may quarrel with men sometimes about things on this earth. Read. But we never quarrel about God. We do not want to learn that. See that? Because they understand that they're not in heaven. You can't quarrel about something you have never seen before. Have the Most High spoken to any of you all? Some of our chiefs make the claim that the land belongs to us. Mm -hmm. It is not what the Great Spirit told me. He told me that the lands belong to him. He's the one that owns the land. Read. That no people owns the land. That I was not going to forget to tell this to the white people when I met them in council. Read. No tribe has the right to sell, even to each other, much less to strangers. Mm -hmm. Sell a country? Why not sell the air, the great sea, as well as the earth? Didn't the great spirit make them all for the use of his children? So there are very smart people saying that how you can't sell something that was given to us. It's not ours to sell. He gave us all of this for our children so we can have life. But the white man will come in. The Gentiles will come in and they will say, uh, no, no, no. We're going to put this road here, put up these signs. This is government federal lands and all these different things. And we're restricted. And the only places we can go is to work. Have you ever noticed that they never stop us from going to work? They never stop us from paying taxes. You never see a sign saying, stop here, don't pay taxes. But you'll see a sign say, stop here, you, you can't, this is trespassing. You can't go get some fresh water. <laughs> On this land, there is a great deal of timber. A lot of wood. Pine and oak. Mm -hmm. There are, that are of much use to the white man. Uh-huh. They send it to foreign countries, and it, brings the, and it brings them a great deal of money. So the white man knows how to exploit this land. Take up the stuff that's... That should be, it's like taking the bread from this house and giving it to another house. Why don't they just go stay in Europe and take their own trees? Why do they have to take the trees from this country and ship it somewhere else? You see the logic? This is the way our people were thinking, looking at these things like it doesn't make any sense. What's wrong with these people? Continue. 
On the land, there's much grass for cattle and horses, and much good food for hogs. Read. On this land, there's a great deal of tobacco raised, which likewise brings much money. Even the streams are valuable to the white man to grind the wheat and corn that grows on this land. The pine trees that are dead are valuable for tar. See, they don't, they don't even let the dead trees rest. They got to squeeze the life out of the dead trees to get tar. Read. All these things are lasting benefits. But if the Indians are given just a few goods for their lands, in one or two seasons, those goods are all rotted and gone for nothing. Read. We are told that our lands are of no service to us. But still, if we hold our lands, there will always be a turkey or a deer or a fish in the streams for those young who will come after us. So the white man will tell them, oh, that land is not valuable. There's nothing on there. We'll, we'll just move. We have some great land over in another territory. You can have that. But that territory belongs to another tribe of Indians that they destroyed. So they want to move them over there. Okay. But at the same time, when they say that and they move the people, then they take over the territories. I was saying, you notice that they did not mention any hog for the children to eat. Right. They mentioned turkey, deer, and fish. Mm -hmm. They never mentioned pigs. Okay. We are afraid if we part with any more of our lands, the white people will not let us keep as much as will be sufficient to bury our dead. Imagine that. They're just, they're so craven, ravenous. They will take, <laughs> and they won't even leave you a little spot to bury your family. You, you know that the, the, the laws is put in such a way, if you buy land, you can't even bury your family on it. Buy a house in a subdivision. See if you can bury your family. Even if you paid the house off, the property off. The laws tell you you cannot do that. My friends... When I went to Washington, I sent into your money house, I went into your money house, excuse me, and I had some young men with me, but none of us took any money out of that house. At the same time, when your great father's people come into my country, they go into my money house and take money out. Imagine that. This is a parable. It's saying that when they go into the white man's territory, they don't take anything. They respect the people's place right but when they come over they must always take something let me uh let me see if we can skip through some things here let's go to um this part up many of the white man's ways are past our understanding they put a great store upon writing there is always a paper. Mm -hmm. The white people must think paper has some mysterious power to help them in the world. The Indian needs no writings. Words that are true sink deep into his heart, where they remain. He never forgets them. On the other hand, if the white man loses his papers, he is helpless. What about the calendar? If the white man loses the calendar, they are helpless. But how do the people survive without a paper calendar? There was no such thing as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right? But there was always the sun, moon, and stars that the Most High made. 
Their motto seems to be money, money, get money, get rich, and be a gentleman. Their motto seems to be money, 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 get rich, and be gentlemen. Smoke a cigar. <laughs> Let's jump over here. Strong liquor was first sold to us by the Dutch, and they were blind. Mm -hmm. They had no eyes. They could not see how much it hurt us. So the people were cold-hearted. They gave something that was poisonous and couldn't see that they were harming another human being by giving poison. The next people who came were the Swedes, who continued to sell us strong liquor. Mm -hmm. We love it, so we cannot refuse it. So now it makes them uh, addicts. Okay, makes them addicts, read. It makes us wild. We do not know what we are doing. You see that? Drugs. This is the first drug use in America. The Europeans. Read on. We abuse one another. We throw one another into the fire. See that? Continue. Through drinking, seven score of our people have been killed. The cask must be sealed. It must be made fast. It must not leak by day or night, in the light or in the dark. The Indians call the liquor fire water. Fire water because it burns. And it's very destructive, like fire is destructive. Baruch chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. Go ahead and read. This is the book of the commandments of the Most High and uh -huh. the law that endureth forever. Read. All they that keep it shall come to life. But such as live it shall die. All our people that love thanksgiving, they will die. Read. Turn thee, O Jacob, and take hold of it. Walk in the presence of the light thereof, that thou mayest be illuminated. Mm -hmm. Give not thine honor to another. Don't give our laws, statutes, and commandments to someone else. Our way of life to someone else. No stop trying to include others. Let's deal with it ourselves. Give not your honor to another. Read. Nor the things that are profitable unto you to a strange nation. See that? That's the Bible. Read. O Israel, happy are we. For things that are pleasing to Elohim are made known unto us. Amen. Be of good cheer, my people, the memorial of Israel. Read. Ye were sold to the nations, not for your destruction, but because you move Yahweh to wrath, you were delivered unto the enemies. So we just read that history, some of the, that history, right? Being delivered to our enemies and serving as slaves. Read. For you provoke him that made you by sacrificing unto devils and not to Yahweh. Christmas. Halloween, Easter, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Valentine's Day. All of these are festivities because they all have food. Isn't that correct? Yes. Festivities that gives praises to the devils. Yes. Read. You have forgotten the everlasting Elohim mm -hmm. that brought you up and you have grieved Jerusalem that's, that nursed you. That's our mother and our headquarters, not uh, Washington, D.C. Read. With joy did I nourish them, but sent them away with weeping and mourning. Read. Let no man rejoice over me, a widow and forsaken of many, mm -hmm. who for the sins of my children am left desolate. Read. Because they departed from the law 
of Yahweh. That's the point. So when you open the Bible and it says what we should do, that's what you ought to do. You're not going to find thanksgiving and those other things in the scripture. It was not ordained by the Most High. Read. They knew not his statutes, nor walked in the ways of his commandments, nor trod in the paths of discipline. Read. In his righteousness. Amen. Let's move on. Sirach 35, 17 to 19. The prayer of the humble pierceth the clouds. Until it come nigh, he will not be comforted. And will not depart till the Most High shall behold to judge righteously and execute judgment. Remember Yeshua gave a parable about the unjust judge and the woman who begged him over and over to help her situation. This is, this is where it came from. The prayer of the humble pierce of the clouds. Until it come near, he will not be comforted. He will not depart. The woman did not stop. Till the Most High shall behold to judge righteously and execute judgment. This is where Yeshua quoted from. Continue, verse 18. For the Most High will not be slack, neither will the mighty be patient towards them. Read. Till he have smitten in sunder the loins of the unmerciful uh -huh. and repaid vengeance to the heathen. To who? To the heathen. So those of you... Who have understanding, stop doing thanksgiving. Because judgment is already pronounced on these people. It's just a matter of time. Continue. Till he have taken away the multitude of the proud. The proud to be an American? At least I know I'm what? Read. And broken the scepter of the unrighteous. Continue. Till he have rendered to every man according to his deeds. And to the works of men according to their devices. Till he have judged the cause of his people and made them to rejoice in his mercy. Hallelujah. All praises to our king. Revelations 13, 9 and verses 10. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity. So remember we read all those historical pieces about leading who was leading who into captivity those that lead a certain group of people into captivity read shall go into captivity those people those Europeans will also go into what captivity read he that killeth with the sword because they kill with the sword they must be killed with the sword they are not going to escape there is the patience and the faith of the saints we have to have patience Mishpachah don't be fooled by the prosperity of these nations. It will soon come to an end. 